guys. He ordered this medium well, and he says that it's medium. Yeah! Did I miss something, or? You'd think that the best part of a chef's day is when he sends his food out to the world on a tray. But you'd be wrong, you're way off track. The best part is when people send it back. What? Cause we can lick it, we can flick it, we can drop it on the ground, we can kick it, play some cricket, stick it to this bum we found. You don't mess with the chef, cause we don't take any flag. Swipe it like a credit card right down my crack, send it back, send it back, send it back. Just screw with food, we have a knack. Watch the shrimp will pop my pimple, chicken nuggets get bitch slapped. It's the way we vent our pain, and it sure be shooting smack. Send it back, send it back, send it back. Senorita, you don't understand. The food life is a rude life. A hot, sweaty, and crude life. I mop up things you'd never want to smell. Uh -huh. So please give us our chance to dance this dirty dance and make un poco slice of heaven from this grande pie of hell. Send it back, send it back, the chefs are prepped for their attack. Put this taco in my socko, apple pie will get off whack. Look at me and this brie. Let's just shove it in my V. Now you're on the trolley, everybody change the key. Send it back, send it back, makes our hearts go pitter-pat. Put E. coli in your bowl, I guarantee you it's a fact. It's the best part of our day, it puts our sorry lives on track. Send it back, oh please God, just send it back. We are back from our holiday break, bitches. Recording to you from South Lake Union, Seattle, Washington. Uh, Studio 212, part of the Soundcasting Network. This is episode 90, that's right, 90 of Grill. How long on that stage, Mr. Uh, it's going to be like five minutes on that. Five minutes, okay. Something smells in the studio today. What is that smell, Johnny? Um, probably my baby. That's <laughs> right, we have a... Special uh, third guest host today, yeah. Harlem. Say what's, say what's up. up. Say what's up. He's not saying what's up. Besides Harlem, we also <laughs> have our super producer, the Risotto Kid. Queef Boogie. Queef. Queeferton. Say what's up, Queef. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I got beef with you. You already know I got beef with you. You're going to tell me to fuck off? I should be telling you to fuck off. Fuck you. Should we? How, anyway, let's get it. Before, before I start roasting Keith up in the studio, <laughs> me, I'm gonna for fry damaging you, damaging my my kitchen and my <laughs> brain with that disease that uh, infect try to steal my job. What a buster! Scampton. So, yes, yeah, that's that's a good one. I'm gonna send this episode to him. We'll get into that. I just want to ask how everybody's holidays were. Johnny, uh, my holidays were great. I got to spend a lot of time with uh, my family. And they got to spend a lot of time with the little man, which was great because a lot of my extended family doesn't get to see that much. And I had a lot of cousins uh, who had children. Of course you do. Well, who had children? Afro Latino. No, um, this is uh, the white side. But they, they, a lot of them had kids, but they're not in Seattle. So it did they all get to come? No, they. One was in Houston, the others in New York. Um, but it gave my gr grandparents a little bit of time with the great with the great grandson and stuff, so they were happy. And uh, 
all that good stuff. It was a fun time. We actually had a sick white elephant or uh, gift exchange. You, you, told know? Me, you told me about that. No, but we had this thing where like you put a star on the back of the number and the gift exchange, and that was like somebody who could veto an exchange. So like nobody says nothing, right? And there's like hot things going around the oh, table. Yeah, like, yeah, it's there's like, an echo dot, and there's like all this <laughs> shit. And somebody like my dad's like about to take this super fancy watch that he got, mind you, and put it in there. And then he's like, "Ooh, I really wanted that watch uh, though." Yeah. So he takes it, and somebody's like, "Nope, I got the star." And everyone's like, "Oh shit, he had the star though!" And they're like, "Goes wild." I just got a. I went to a white elephant party. Uh, my girlfriend's sister. Shout out Little McLemon. I think I've ever said her name on the show. Little McLemon. Little McLemon and the Condor. They hosted a party at their house. And these, I got so upset, right? And tell me, I mean, I was right in getting upset. My girlfriend is trying to like tap me on the leg and be like, babe, it's, it's okay. It's like, it's their party. Let them do the white elephant anyway. And I said, stop calling it a white elephant. What she's doing right now is not white elephant. She wanted people to just pick their presents and then... Without seeing it, mind you, just wrapped, go in order, and then that's what you get. And then everybody opens up at the end. It's like was, a secret Santa. Basically, but you're not buying for somebody. Yeah. So it's just random stuff. Who knows? It could have been a girl's thing. Yeah. You know? Could have been a douche or something so, like that. <laughs> Hampton, is that you? Uh, no, but uh, I got so angry about it. And I was just like, this is no. Because I, I, I got a really nice present. Uh, and I mean, when some somebody and it's just, they're like, you can choose to open it or not open it and show people what you got, but just you're stuck with it. So I, I threw a big fit and we ended up. I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I tried to like. Uh, I was like, I'm 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 uh, protesting, so I'll just take whatever's left over at the end. I ended up getting some. My girlfriend got some Tupac socks. Oh, nice. I, oh, where they look like Tupac? Yeah. yeah. And they have the bandana on. <laughs> yeah. And then I got Seahawk socks. And oh, I got okay. Seahawk little, uh, like, makeup bag. Okay. So, a little Seahawk kit. Oh, hold my, hold my weed, my weed things in a there. little Seahawk bitch kit. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Keith, how was your uh, holidays? Fucking busy. Yeah. Children. Children. Two of them. All right. Let's get into it. Johnny, what's going on with work? Uh, you know, a lot is going on with work as usual. Glowing up, glowing up. Uh, no, we just had our New Year's Eve, which was pretty intense. Um, mm. We did a little speaking of three course tasting menu. Yeah, keep going, and then um, I'll bring up. I'll bring something up. Yeah, for sure. It was uh pretty good, I guess. I wasn't there. I worked the day that that time, so that was nice. Um, but I got them all set up for the night, and we we had four cases of chicken, so twelve cases of chicken each per case and four cases and then I broke them down by thigh, leg, wing, breast and then we brined and fried those for chicken so everybody got a two-piece of fried chicken um, and their sides and so that was pretty crazy but uh, it was a lot of uh, <laughs> it was a lot of stuff going on now do you worked your dishwasher showed up at Jim oh Baby, you want to talk about that I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, just gonna I'm just gonna say this from a personal standpoint I'm not talking about his business anymore, even though he posted on Facebook, because it's caused an issue once or twice with you, with me talking about his business, about just mentioning something on on to somebody about it, and then it got back to him. Not on he, the show, no, not on the show, but just in the kitchen, and he and he was a little upset. He with flamed me. you, yeah. So I I don't talk about Facebook business uh, on air. Oh, Facebook business. Yeah, I don't talk about anything that he talks about. No more. Yeah. No, oh, none of his. None of his business. Well, I'll speak on it. You don't got to speak on it. Uh, I want to get him on here, man. Uh, uh, yeah, he he's just busy. He, he's way too busy. All right, so this is. I just thought this was really funny. He posted this on, and I, I'm for it. Are, are you for this? Do you, I mean, 
Uh, I'm living it, so there's no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Johnny's boss, uh, Edward, Chef Eduardo Jordan, who owns Solari and June Baby, uh, he wrote this Facebook post January 3rd at 2.34 a.m. He probably got off work and was like, you know what? I got to put this up. Put this well, up. It, that way on the on the first, right? No, th- yes, it's on the third. Oh, this is on the third. Okay. So, the word for word, his Facebook uh, post. Did you see this, Keith? No. Okay, so Keith's here. This is great. He's going to love this. So, all caps, the end of the dishwasher as we know it. And it goes, 2017 brought the year of the headache dishwasher. The most entry-level position in the restaurant, every day was an unknown. Would they show up? Would they be high when they showed up? Would they call out sick at 4 p.m.? Would they ask to leave early? Would they ask to borrow money, knowing I would never get it back? When they did show up, they needed more help than anyone because they can't stay organized or they were in the weeds. No pun intended. Because they are on their sixth smoke break. By the way, how long does it take to use that bathroom for the fifth or sixth time in six hours? This position has grown into a cancer, a cancerous plague that was hurting my sanity. Dishwashers are demanding more money, asking for less work, and I've become the most undependable employee in the restaurant industry. On New Year's Eve, after getting my entire team excited about the beautiful food we would be serving and the great service we would be giving, I walked back into the kitchen and noticed that our dishwasher had not shown up yet. The shift starts at 4, and it's now 4.30. 30 minutes before showtime, I called. No answer. I texted. No answer. I get a text 15 minutes later, quote, Hi, I'm really sorry about that. I'm not feeling well at all. I've had this terrible cold recently, and I feel like shit. I've been napping all day, but I just don't think I'm good enough to come in. I don't want to get customers or others sick too, end quote. My response, quote, Dude, that's really effed up. Thanks for giving me a heads up, end quote. Totally wasn't sick yesterday. My team knew exactly what to do. Work together to make shit happen, even when we knew we had 100-plus people to feed from a seven-course tasting menu. I found myself washing dishes from 10.30 until 1 a.m., and I must say it was one of the most satisfying moments of the night. It was clarity and reassurance that I was making the right decision. Solari Restaurant will no longer hire dishwashers. Our team is now composed of dedicated craftsmen and women who are willing to work together to accomplish the same goals to the to the death of the dishwasher and to the birth of a team. I don't know how I feel about it. But. Harlem liked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I have, I've, I thought you were going to speak on it, doc. I've just, I've lived the dishwasher plight myself. I know how it sucks. Look, it's not just dishwashers. Listen, we're going to get in more in more to this in a little bit. Well, no, we can get into it right now. I am having terrible, terrible fucking anxiety. Uh, now, uh, I, I've had kitchen management positions. I've had a sous chef position before, never an exec position. Um, I've been in charge of small crews, okay, and I have been stressed out and been pushed to the limits of like things being put on my shoulders. But right now, in my new job, I am having anxiety attacks. I'm having panic attacks in the middle of the night. I can't sleep. I can't plan anything because I don't know what's going to happen with people in my kitchen. I don't know if they're going to show up. I don't know if they're going to fucking come in high. I don't know if they're going to call in sick. I don't know what's going to happen, okay? And I got my own fucking problems besides dealing with their fucking problems. They yeah. they want to tell me they're sick or they're going through some shit. You know what? We all are. You know mm-hmm. what? I fucking show up and I bust my fucking ass. I'm tired of the fucking excuses of why shit's not getting done, okay? I make shit happen. You need to make that shit happen too. That's why I pay you. That's why I hired you. And you're not getting shit done. So I am fucking stressed out to the motherfucking max at my job. But 
I love my job. I love all the people that I work with. I care about the business, um, you know, and uh, I just needed a little bit of time off. That's why I didn't record last week. Um, I wanted to go out of town. I went um, on a little short trip with my girlfriend. Uh, we had a lot of fun. But I get back, and sure enough, I can't be gone three fucking days, and one fucking cook shows up late. Now, it was a miscommunication on my behalf. I was supposed to be back in town, so I told him when he comes in, when he gets off one job, take your time, I'll be there. But he took too much time and showed up late, and the kitchen wasn't open on time. So then it became, uh, you uh, you know, that I don't care, and, you know, who lets My that question is this on that whole opening thing. Um, we just changed hours. We winter hours. We we couldn't. We weren't getting any business. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, how much business are you getting in the day? Does it matter if the kitchen opens up on time? Yeah, no. This we opened up in the afternoon, so it was new hours too. Oh, okay, but I needed to get the fuck out of town. <laughs> I was gonna punch somebody or punch myself or I don't know. I was well, stressed out. You're lucky that you have the ability to just get out of town. You can just drop everything and go. Yeah, I mean, so I am very lucky. I don't ever bitch about my life. I have an amazing life. I'm surrounded by a lot of good people. I don't ever complain, you know. I, I, I mean, you complain, but not about your life, I guess. No, I, 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 around I was depressed, you know. It was just, it was just it's tough, you know. And this is why I told my girlfriend a long time ago. I was like, I don't know if I want to, you know, be in charge anymore. I don't know if I want. This was a long, long, long yeah, time Yeah, but you ago. don't want to be in charge of, though. That's right. I don't want to be under a knucklehead. Worst job in any kitchen is the one on salary. Fuck that. True. Yeah, that's a good tip from us to you. If you get offered a job to run a kitchen, don't take salary. <laughs> Negotiate all you want, but whatever. Unless they it get, is. Yeah, if they give you a fatty number, fucking run with that shit. Because even if, if they you, give you sixty thousand dollars a year, they want you to be there sixty hours a week. I mean, that's fine if you're getting because you got to think about it this way. Like, there's pros and there's cons to salary. The con is that you're going to be overworked, correct? But the pro is that you do get a mandatory at least week to two weeks of vacation time, and if you're ever sick. For longer than two days, you're still getting paid the same amount. If your restaurant is ever closed because of like snow, power outages, whatever happens, you're still getting paid the same amount. If anything happens, that's bullshit. Because I, I know I've worked with chefs before who, uh, on those snow days and stuff, they still expect you to be there at work. It's Hell or high water. Yeah, I got prep to do. Get the fuck in. Yeah, you, know, you at least you. He doesn't care. The owner does not care if anybody else in that kitchen is not well, is there. Is that owner a chef? Salary, or is that owner the just salary a, worker better fucking be. Well, there. I'm just wondering: is that owner a chef or is that owner a, just a person? Who runs a, owns oh, a restaurant? Both it goes both ways. Chef owners do it too. Once chefs step out of the off the line and turn into just owners, office office chefs, they fucking they don't give a fuck anymore. Well, then maybe you guys should start working for people who care about you because I've never experienced that. <laughs> my, owner, my, my owner, my owner, cares about me. He's like my brother. I was like, even though, even my it. worst, we fight like brothers. Even my like, worst boss owner that I was on salary for, who would screw me over on the regular, like making me work night shifts and stuff like that. Whenever you know, making me do doubles on days that I said I can't do doubles. Still wouldn't make me work on a snow day or when the restaurant was closed, yeah. you know, and still hooked it up later on in life. You know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, people make mistakes. It, it's it's tough for sometimes when you work with a larger crew. You know, people complain about it. It's like I feel like I'm nobody, and the owners don't know my name. The chef never talks to me. Yada yada yada. But you, then you, you got to realize that you want that person to know you. Well, also, but you, it's a family atmosphere. You're a crew. You know, yeah. and you like if you don't show up or you're not doing your job, you're not putting your weight, you're letting other people down. And they're there to let you know that. But you ain't got to tell me. You know how hard it is just to get a guy to fucking pull a bag of shrimp <laughs> out the freezer? I'm like, just pull the bag of shrimp. Like, I need it for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But see, I work with a small crew and I'm having I'm having uh, staffing problems right now. It's hard to find somebody, people that are 
that can handle their shit. Well, uh, I think it's also the location where you're at. It's like you're not gonna, you're going to attract a certain type of people because there's going to be people who want to be in Belltown. That's right. Yeah, true that. Well, uh, moving on. Well, we're not moving on really because I got about to flame Keith real quick. Flame. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I was having staffing issues at my current job, and I was like, "Yo, man, I I gotta let somebody go, and I need to hire somebody that is competent, that is cool, that is competent, um, that fits in and at my work." Um, do you know anybody, Keith? Or anybody. I mean, I asked a couple people, and they're like, all the good cooks are taken right now. Well, your first mistake was you asked Keith for help. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. No, no, no. No, I trust Keith, and that's why I trust Keith. You know, And that's why I hired this dude. Keith had, I don't even, I won't say the dude's name. I I, I respect. We already said it. It's on air. Scampton? Yeah, Scampton. Yeah. So I hired this dude spot on. The dude came in. He, I interviewed him. I said, First of all, let's let's start off with this. He calls me up on the phone. I talk to him, yada, yada, yada. He says, cool. I, I said, why don't you come in and interview with me? He said, I can stage for you if you want. I said, staging is really not necessary, bro. He said, no, I can stage for you tomorrow. I go, all right, cool. Comes in and interviews. He goes, man, I've been working a lot. Maybe I really don't think I can really stage today. And I was like, all right, you're the one that offered to stage. Why? Okay, why don't you come in tomorrow? Ooh, I got you know, to work long hours tomorrow. And I said, well, when can you come in? All right, cool. You come in, you work for a couple hours. If I'll have you work with somebody else, as long as you don't burn yourself or cut a finger off, we should be all good. Comes in, does a fine job. I explained to him the terms of the, the place. It's not, We're not super fucking fancy. We're not a scratch kitchen. We make as much stuff as we can from scratch. And also I have, I'm spread pretty thin. So it's a lot of la it's labor intensive stuff. I'm not so much worried. I just want to make sure consistency is key. People show up on time. Uh, everything is sorted out. We're a new place. Stuff's rough, rough around the edges. We're trying to clean them up, square everything away. Um, comes there, and uh, he handles his shit. Uh, I thought I finally had somebody that knew their shit, was creative. Um, I told him. I explained to him, man, you, you want to come up with some sandwiches, man? You want to make some soups from scratch, some sauces, some aiolis? Do it. Let me taste it. But we you're not talking about conch saying fucking tomatoes and shit. No. <laughs> We're not getting into that yet. So I'm not going to go into the deep, long stories about, you know, the bullshit. But like the one, I had a tomato soup recipe that I said, hey, man, here's a tomato soup recipe. I've used it for years. It's tried and true. It's pretty good. A little spicy. So I take probably some of the spice away from it because we're not that kind of place. Um, or if you have a better one, why don't you can go ahead and make it and let me try it before you serve it. This motherfucker goes ahead. A chunky tomato soup, right? Whatever. It's more fucking cream than it is fucking tomato. It's like white. And then I catch the motherfucker making basil oil, right? And I'm looking at him going, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, it's just give some color and some flavor to it. And I was like, yo, we need that basil. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, my, my, labor, my, my food cost is like 28%. Oh, that's pretty high. No, that's not. I mean, eh. It, but I'm like, I'm like, I, it's like borderline. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> I'm working on it, but I need time. So I'm like, it's like 28% already. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So I don't need you to waste that that product. We use it. Like, yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, and I was like, you, you know, it, 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 so I was like, and then I, I'm just sitting there thinking like all that time that you used running that thing through a China cap and a fucking, you know, you could have been making other shit and we're not charging anymore for the soup. <laughs> just because it has basil oil on it. So anyway, this dude fucking comes in 
one day rearranges my entire kitchen. And by the way, my everybody at work thought he was a weird dude, thought he was odd, didn't like the way he talked to people. He was constantly going behind the bar, trying to serve customers water, and being friendly and stuff, but you need to be in the kitchen. For what it's worth, I just want to defend myself for one quick minute before the, <laughs> the ass-fucking that's coming my way. Um, yo, when I worked with dude, he was solid, handled his shit, never had to worry about him. Yeah, perfect. That's what Keith told me. Yeah, he also... I didn't know... He, he also was, was a line monkey. Was he, he not? He was a line monkey. He was a line monkey. Flat out line monkey. Flat out line monkey. Shut the fuck up. Put your head down. Do your fucking job. And if the plate doesn't look like it's supposed to, I'm going to fucking throw it at you. Robbie, you know what I'm saying? there's an infant oh, in shit. the room. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, it's anyway... fucking line monkey. Just do your job. <laughs> Just do your job. Shut the fuck up. Don't ask questions. Shut the fuck up. Um. So, anyway, we'll cut the short story. So, he had rearranged my entire kitchen. I come in to do my ordering. Um, check on everything, count numbers, and uh, he arranged my entire kitchen without asking me. Why would he rearrange the kitchen? Uh, he thought he was trying to do something right. I don't know. He uh, rearranged my car. I come in the next day. Uh, I asked him to re- put everything back the way it was because I, I said, when we do a menu change, which I'm working on now, we can go ahead and put everything back the way it was. Uh, but for now, I need you to put it back the way that it was before. Not your way, our way. I said it's our kitchen. My chef. Yeah. My way. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So uh, I leave. He doesn't put it back. I come back. I the, my my cook on the second shift comes in and goes, I don't know where anything's at. I go, that's cool. I don't know why he didn't do it. Uh, maybe he got busy, which he didn't. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll pull everything out of the walk-in and our reach-in and we'll, and we'll um, clean everything up. And uh, we'll, so I leave him this long prep prep list for him. And uh, he doesn't, he comes in the next day and complains about the size of the prep list, calls me up, complains about my recipe for bechamel. Um, and bitches at me because I don't have a balsamic vinaigrette recipe. And so he flies off the handles on me on the phone. And so I just said, you know, thank you for your time. Uh, management's not having a problem with you. Uh, why don't you go ahead and collect your stuff and clock out? No problem. Go down there. He wasn't tripping on me. I wasn't tripping on him. He went his own ways. And then he proceeds to send Keith a text and my GM a text. And wants to explain, saying that he deserves to make $50 an hour. Keith offered him another job after that. Talked all this shit about me, and then Keith offers him another job with another friend, which I don't know why the fuck you'd do that. And then he says, I'm going to pass. Next time you offer a job to me, it better be professional prices. Speaks about his name in third person and goes, Scampton earns $50 an hour. $50 an hour. And then... I told him to lose my number because that's some bitch shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he said, you know what? Why don't you lose my fucking number? Uh, and oh, then, and I said that to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not me. Yeah, to him. And then he proceeded to send my GM a like three-page thing about how Diatribe he, about how his life is. Yeah, about how you know I they we don't make enough money there to have a consulting chef because you know that's all I do. I'm an office chef, and that's I just sit on my computer. You're, all consul- day. you're the consulting. Yeah, chef. I'm the consulting chef, and you know I, I he was complaining because I scheduled me and him at the same time, and he had to sit on the line and work, and and he doesn't you know. But he, that's what the job title was when you hired him. Yeah, you fuck boy. I'm sending this to you too, and I wish you you know where I you know where I'm at. Come down there and see me. See if you can get past my security. Oh my God, Ryan. girl, how long take, Mister? Well, I don't know anymore because <laughs> just all that flame and fire just burnt this shit Dude, to I just, Chris. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yo, as kitchen workers, people that listen to the show, people who do, uh, people who listen to the show who work in the industry and people who listen to the show who aren't in the industry, we know, learn this. You're supposed to have the backs of your cooks or your chef or your dishwashers. 
what I'm saying? If you're a shitty employee and you suck and you don't do your shit or you want to talk shit about people behind people's back, the best thing is to go up, talk to them. I wish you just came to me as a man and, and hadn't talked to this issue. We could have talked it out. But no, he wants to fucking act like he's the shit. $50 an hour? Well, B, get the fuck out of here. Johnny? Yeah. What are we talking about? Well... Um, I'm so upset, man. No, I, yeah, I know. I've, and I've that's already like, been stressed out. I've already been stressed out. And this is kind of the thing also what added to it. I want to give a huge shout out. We were supposed to have a guest last week. But like I said, I need to get out of town. And B, he's in the hospital now. Our, our buddy Chef Alex, he fucking had a stroke at fucking work. We're not going to say, well, I, mean, we can, I don't want to say where you're excited and stuff. Mm -mm. But me and Johnny were already talking. We both worked with him, and we know how stressful some places are to work. When you're busting out, what, 300 covers? You know what I'm saying? And you got, and you got what, three people online? And you're just getting your ass kicked all night, and you're working till 1 o'clock in the morning. You got to be back at 8 a.m. You know? It's tough. So we know how stressed out... You guys can get in the kitchen, and uh, yeah, I've been was stressed out, and I need to get out of town. And then on top of this, I got to deal with this motherfucker who was recommended to me by my homeboy Keith. So thank you, Keith. I you love you. I apologize. Just, no, I apologize because you know what? Uh, I was really trying to help you out. I know. I was trying to do a solid for Hampton because at that point, I still thought that he was a stand-up guy. It turns out that he was a fuckboy number one. Numero uno as um, the Latino dishwashers. And can say. I? Uh, I'm just gonna say this. Just it's it's not your fault, you know. And like, no, totally I appreciate. I appreciate nice, you, Keith. You but this know. is the exact reason why I don't recommend, recommend anybody to anybody. It's tough. Yeah, no, I've stopped doing it, man. Um, I, I like that kind of broke the back, and I was like, you know yeah. what? I, if I can't trust, if I can't trust my judgment about people, then it's not worth it to me to fuck up my friendships and my relationships no, over totally. recommending a dude that. Like, I, I mean, bet. honestly, like, and the thing was, he texts me saying, oh, it didn't work out with Robbie, yada, yada, yada. He's talking yeah. a little bit of shit, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. all right, whatever. Yeah, it's it, cool. It went bad. It's cool, you know. Then after I say, okay, yeah, whatever, man, listen, I got something else that might work out for you. Then he sends me this text where he's talking crazy, and I'm just like, I didn't even bother to talk to him or respond or cuss him out or nothing. I was just like, lose my number. And then I blocked all this shit because I don't want to hear from him. Like, if you can't act like a goddamn adult, I ain't got no use for you. <laughs> no, and the thing about it was is that it, what was I looked like such a fool because my management, my upper management above me, wanted to fire him. They wanted to fire him ASAP. They did not like him. I get, apparently, he acted one way when I was there and one way when I was gone. And it's a damn shame because, like, when I worked with him, like I said, dude, he was solid, man. Like, when we were on the line, man, everything worked smoothly. You know, I mean, at the same time, I don't necessarily the uh, guys. You've I'm, worked with me before. Yeah, the I'm guy's a, obviously crazy, but I mean, I see. I also see it from a person who his perspective, for his perspective, where he kind of saw an opportunity to be like, well, maybe I can get this, you know, this sweet gig where I can do whatever I want. They seem pretty chill here. Super. Maybe chill. I can ex nay this dude out and get up on there. I've been there before. I wasn't gonna have Bell, bot, bot, Bell and Wheat, whatever the fuck that place is called now. Like, we were all trying to just gut that oh, place. Oh, we were trying to slay All of us were just like But, we're, but we were doing it as a crew, though. Yeah, that's true. We all had each other's backs. You know, we knew what person had to go, and we were all in agreement. Yeah. This dude that comes in there doesn't know me from Adam down the street decides that he's, he's put his finger on me after working with me for three days. Yeah. The reason why I brought him in there was because I needed time 
to get my, I was going, I was trying, writing, writing a menu change. I was trying to get my ordering together. I was trying to write, fix the recipes that he was bitching about. You know, all the, I had no time when I started there. Yeah, I didn't have two weeks to cook things out. Mind you, I'm working on a fucking compound fracture. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know what I'm a fucking about. I told him he can go ask somebody. Go to any fucking restaurant and ask. I bet you there's somebody in that kitchen that knows me and don't have an opinion of me. Mm-hmm. It might be good or it might not be bad, but at least they know me. Yeah. Well, I mean, stresses in the kitchen are real and they're prevalent. We all deal with them. I mean, I'm literally going through the same situation, right? Not the same situation, but going through a situation at my job where I'm stressed out and there's really nothing I can do about it. Um, it's 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 tough. Like I did a private event the other day, uh, buyout and at your work, at my work, right. and you know I did I did the, the prep, and then the next day I was you know com- coming in to do extra stuff and. It just got a little out of hand and overwhelming, and you know sometimes I feel like Did it's, you lose it. No, I didn't lose it. I've actually been working on my temper in the kitchen. I haven't lost it on my work yet. Yeah, but I I kind of find it sometimes. What happens is is I get so stressed out that I shut down. Yeah. Um, and when I'm picking up a lot of slack, or if I feel like people are saying jokes at the wrong time, like obviously I'm stressed it's out. Not time to joke around. Yeah, it's not time to poke fun right now because you're just gonna agitate me even more I, I did that. it's I like did i that. feel like that keeps on happening and it's pushing me to the point where i'm like i don't want to work here anymore but that's not true you know it's, it's just like it's at just, the time the present it, the, yeah the present feeling is like i don't want to fucking do this um so i totally know what you're talking about i think it's the season people are just like stuck indoors and they're just really frustrated with everything and they're probably a little depressed i mean but it's it's just it's going i don't I mean, I'm, I'm just curious as if this is happening everywhere. It is because there's a shortage of good cooks. Because there's a there's a such a yeah. But Seattle's be, it's being stretched so thin when it comes to restaurants. Yeah, we're exactly. opening, we're expanding so, so fast. fast. So much money is coming here so quickly, and the first thing people are doing is like new money. People are investing, and it's like the first thing they want to do is oh, I've always I like food. I want to open up a restaurant, and they don't know shit about running a restaurant. No, exactly. And they hire it, and there's no structure there. To put in place for a new restaurant, and you, and then at, just down the line, all the way from the front of house management, back of the house management, all the way down, shit rolls downhill. It does, and it just everybody's pushed to the fucking breaking limit. Well, and that's the that's the interesting thing about like you know taking the salary job or being the sous chef or something like that, or the CDC is like yeah, it rolls downhill, but even. You have people have to understand that even if they feel like it's rolling downhill, that it's still worse for the person above you. <laughs> yeah, they don't think that. They think yeah. it's easier. Yeah, I and I didn't understand that when I was, you know, when I was a bottom bottomling. Yeah, you know, I was like, man, look at us, man. We're scrubbing the fucking floors. The dishwasher doesn't show up. We have to stay later and wash dishes. Um, we do all the prep. We put away the fucking orders. Like. What's the the fucking CDC? What do they do? He's breathing all heavy into the mic. <laughs> fucking mouth <I> breathing. <laughs> that's that's how I sound though all the time. Yeah, it's just this. And then you look at the CDC and it's like, oh man, they just get the center to clipboard and they get the yeah, but they're doing things. so much. They're you don't know all the numbers. They're you like, don't know. And it's the same thing with fucking homeboy Scampton. He didn't know what the fuck I did. Yeah. I was there before him, and I was there came back after him. He had no idea what I fucking did. He didn't bother to ask. So I just want you guys to be supportive of each other and understand um, 
loved ones who have friends and family members or friends. It's the holiday season. There's a lot of private parties. A lot of people go out to, or right now, especially this time, this is when it starts to pick back up, that uh, people are under a lot of stress. And, uh, you know, I don't know. That's good. You know, there's just, you got to find your ways of relieving that stress. And even if that means taking like five minutes outside of the kitchen, not even to smoke a cigarette because, you know, a lot of us do smoke. But I saw I just masturbate in the bathroom. No, but you know, but you know, like try and find something like different. Like, oh, you ain't got time to go to the bathroom. Do that shit in the cooler. <laughs> no, for real though. But sometimes I actually find myself going into the bathroom just to sit in the bathroom, so I'm not in the kitchen <laughs> for a second. And it's just Stop. like you sit on the toilet with your pants on. And just be like, <laughs> yeah, and you like look at Facebook or something because if you're in that kitchen anymore, you might snap. I mean, unfortunately for some people. In life, we don't have the luxury of being able to snap on people. No. Um, and we, we also don't have the luxury of, of, of getting a mandatory break either. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, I'm about to go take you a know, piss, slash yeah. shit, slash not, nothing at all. I'm and about to just go sit And if you happen to work in an open kitchen, that extra five minutes outside of the kitchen where you can actually like... Oh, my oh, yeah, God. Because, yeah. dog, I've gotten in trouble for saying like things that I maybe not should have said quite as loud as I did in an open kitchen. I'm trying to hire Halel at my work, right? To come down there. And she's like, you know... I. You guys are fucking people are right on top of you at my restaurant. I mean, they're right there. You're the first people they see in the kitchen. People come, they talk to you all the time. We're trying to get some fog glass put up, you know, so there's kind of a little barrier, you know, keep the keep the animals out of the kitchen. It's town. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, and that's what she's saying. She's like, I don't know if I can deal with it. It's hard. You have no, there's no sanctuary. Sometimes the kitchen is a sanctuary. You know, you can go back. There's no, there's no God, no fucking way is the kitchen ever a sanctuary. Oh, when you walk in there and it's the, the, it's the place isn't open for business, you're telling me it's not? <laughs> no. uh, uh, you're wrong, though. On yeah, that one point. you're definitely like, wrong. There was, a, there was a point where shit in my life was so fucking crazy that going to That home work, life. <laughs> you know, life in general was crazy be, as shit. It's going to be you in the future. I'd go to the kitchen and it work. didn't matter. It didn't matter how banging it was. It didn't matter how many things were fucked up. I walked in and was like, all right, I know how to fix all this shit. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I mean, I guess, I guess it's life. different for different people. But, you know, like even with personal problems at home, I still think that the kitchen is less of a sanctuary than I mean it as, as, as long as everything's cool like when I go to work and I literally just have to cook I don't have to worry about anything else I don't have to worry about scheduling I don't have to worry about ordering I don't have to worry about any managerial shit it's just me cooking Pfft, that shit's cake man yeah I mean I'm it's, making shit happen shit's beautiful tastes amazing it's fun I have a great time and then what happens Pfft, Always a fucking stick in the spokes. You know what I'm saying? Somebody calls. Somebody's sick. Somebody doesn't show up. This isn't working. Oh, call this. Oh, this order didn't come in. Oh, this they need a check. Oh, fuck. By the way, that just reminds me. I got I forgot to write a fucking well, see, check. Yeah. How, does that sound like a, how does that sound like a sanctuary? That sounds terrible. Okay. I mean, I know what you mean because we all have to pick up the slack at my job and it, and it happens a lot. And that's what makes it stressful. And that's what makes you not want to go to work is when you know that there's always something to deal with. Um, it's not as easy as just like... Tell them, Harlem. I mean, to be honest with you, going home is my sanctuary because I get to spend time with my son and I get to like give him a bath and hang out and Big not have to worry about, you know all the bullshit or worry about like, oh, did I label that product in the reach in or is somebody going to bitch at me about like the fact that there's no tape and, you know. <laughs> all right, let's get to the ingredient of the week. Uh, Keith. Once again, we, I guess we just gave Keith the job of uh, 
Keith of job of uh, ingredient of the week. So what did you choose for, sir? Shrimps. Sh- shrimp. And I like this one because I uh, went out of town with my girlfriend and we got to use uh, fresh. No, it wasn't. It was frozen, but it was caught. Uh, fresh frozen. Locally. Fresh, fresh frozen. <laughs> like uh, remember that episode? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no, there's totally a thing called fresh frozen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, what people, the fuck is fresh frozen? People think that frozen things are the best, are better than fresh because they're frozen at the peak of freshness. Right. So. I don't agree with that, but. Well, I don't know, man. I, I, I think I like it's you're reanimating the food. Yeah, but then you're putting. Then you're adding ice crystals to it. It's kind of like you're messing it up by putting it, making it frozen. No ice crystals if it's like in a, a vacuum seal bag. That's right. Okay. All right, shrimp. Uh, I'll go first. So first, you have to clean your shrimp. Uh, I use a scissor, clean out the turds in it, wash it all I mean, off. You don't have to clean out. Um, People just do. Usually, what I'll do is I'll mar I'll marinate it. Uh, let's see with some chili flake, um, a little bit of salt, uh, shallot, garlic. What else? Maybe some fresh or some fresh oregano. Um, so you want to let that marinate for about an hour or so, and then you want to get a pan and you want to just heat that pan up uh, with a lot of butter. I would use um, clarified butter if you have it. Oh, delicious! Yeah. Did you know that's Whole Thirty approved? <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, it's a diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because your skinny ass needs a diet. I was like Whole Thirty approved. What does that even mean? I had to do it with my with my. One with my girlfriend. My girlfriend's making fun of me because I told her everybody in the kitchen doesn't call, we don't call it ghee. You call it clarified butter. It's G. <laughs> Yo, like pass G. me that G. It's just like, it's ghee. And I'm like, no, it's G. It's clarified butter. It's clear. <laughs> so uh, get that super duper hot. Uh, and you want to toss your, I would toss some, uh, you can either cut up some tomatoes or use um, like big chunks of tomatoes. But I'll toss them in the pan. I'll hit it with some salt and some pepper. Uh, but uh, usually I would saute uh, some garlic and butter in there first, uh, get that some color on there. Then Ooh. I'd add my tomatoes to it, salt, okay. pepper. Okay. Um, and then um, you're just going to stir in your uh, prawns, and you're going to toss them around, and then you're going to add some more chili flake to it and uh, some fresh oregano at the end and some maybe some fresh pecorino shaved over oh, top of it. Um, or, I mean, I bet you Keith has a better cheese since he's worked in so many Italian. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Keith. What would you put on instead of the pecorino? Oh, so if you want me to pull something out of my ass, it sounds fancy. Fancy. Uh, I think it's called Calcavecchia. Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that. I know, I know exactly what you're talking it's, about. Uh, it's smoked horse mozzarella. It's good. It's good. Delicious. It's good. Yeah, it's tasty as fuck. Oh, yeah, we used to do that at uh, um, La Medusa and you pan sear it. Yeah. And then serve it with just olive oil and champagne vinegar. And people would just be like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's literally just a block of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Seared. Um. I'm going to do something a little bit more uh, intense just because we did this for New Year's Eve and it had me really excited. Scrimp. Yeah, so we did a shrimp etouffee. Um, It's kind of like a shrimp stock gravy that you put on top of rice. And uh, we garnished it with our semolina battered shrimp. So are you using? Um, no, you're not. You're keeping the shrimp and using them for something else. And then you're yeah, using so all the bodies and the legs and the yeah. So you'll de- heads you'll de- shell the shrimp and yeah. then you'll use the shrimp shells to make a shrimp stock. Um, Let's hear the stock. Yeah. So basically, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your shrimp shells or even just get shrimp shells from the store, and um, you're going to saute those down with a little bit of fresh olive oil. Um, you're going to saute those down so they start getting a little bit of color. Add some tomato paste, about a tablespoon per, I'd say, per, you know, ounce 
uh, two ounces of shrimp cells, so probably like two tablespoons in there. Um, you're gonna get it all nice and good, then you're gonna put in your water, you're gonna reduce it down, and then what I like to do is I like to blend that whole shell stock um, in, a, in a blender with the water, just blend it, blend it up until it's a pulp, and then pass it, and then you have a really nice full body shell stock. Um, Smart, Johnny, I yeah. like that. And then like what you're that. gonna do is you're gonna start uh, your etouffee with two tablespoons of canola oil and a quarter cup of flour. Um, two tablespoons of butter as well. You're gonna melt that butter and add your flour and you're gonna start making a roux. Um, set that off to the side. Then you're gonna get some green bell pepper, about a half cup, um, a half cup of medium onion diced. Um, then one third cup chopped celery. This will be considered um, the holy trinity of Southern cooking. Um, it's a mirepoix that is specifically used in the South for cooking things like etouffee and jambalaya. Um, gumbo all those sorts of things um you'll also need some garlic some thyme a little bit of bay a cup of chopped tomatoes um two tablespoons of creole spice um or cajun seasoning whatever you want to whatever you want to do um which is so good uh, a little bit of smoked paprika maybe that old bay yeah a little bit old bay uh worcestershire sauce um then you'll get have those two cups of shrimp stock your one pound of shrimp that you peeled and deveined um then you'll have some chopped parsley and some green onions to the garnish and some hot sauce as well. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna heat that butter and that oil up in a pan um, and you're gonna add your flour in and you're gonna make the roux. Uh, I believe Scrampton explained to us how to make a proper roux. Oh yeah, equal that. parts uh, flour and fat by, by weight, weight, not, not by volume. volume. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, what, you, what you're going to do after you have that roux made and reserved is you're going to add your onions, your green pepper, and your celery, and you're going to cook that for about eight to ten minutes, stirring until it's nice and um, opaque, your see-through, clear. Um, you're going to add your garlic, your thyme, your bay leaf, and continue stirring for about two minutes. Then you'll add your cup of tomatoes, uh, your Worcestershire, your, pa your paprika, and your Creole seasoning. Kind of wake those spices up. You're going to cook that down just a little bit just to kill the acidity um, in the tomatoes. Otherwise, it's going to be like mad acidic in the front of the, um, the sauce. Then you're going to gradually pour your two cups of shrimp stock in and let that simmer for about five minutes. Um, and then you'll... You can do whatever you want with your shrimp. What I would do is I would hit that shrimp with the, a little bit of Creole seasoning again and then saute those off as the garnish so, you know, they kind of spicy, kind of hot, you know what I'm saying? You're not marinating them in them? No, I mean, you could marinate them. But, I mean, I'm, if you think about it, blackened shrimp would be what you would be doing yeah, on exactly. top. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so after you cook that sauce for about five minutes, it's going to start getting real thick and, like, look yellowy and nice and tasty. You'll just serve that over with rice and then – hit that with a little bit of green onions and parsley and whatever um you do with your shrimp i was doing the blackened shrimp put that on top delicious full body shrimp all day full body all day i like that stock a lot i'm gonna have to steal that thing it's good you should you could add a I, just, I just didn't think about I like blending it up first and then yeah blend it up passing it I don't you can pass it that. and then what you can do on the pickup like even if you were to do something like shrimp etouffee or something is add some cognac to it and it adds a nice little um kick to it that's what we do for our shrimp sauce at uh, the restaurant. Bomb.com. Queef, what you got? Uh, you're going to get yourself some probably, I don't know, 16, 18s. Clean them. Dump them in a pan with uh, garlic, onion, a little bit of butter. Uh, once they're cooked, throw in some day-old rice. 
gets all mixed up nice and good. Take some like six to eight inch poblano peppers, hollow Uh-oh. them out, shove them full of hey shrimp now. and rice. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, smoke uh, them motherfuckers. Nah, you ain't gonna smoke nothing. Um, I mean, you might smoke them. Take those, <laughs> <laughs> take those peppers, uh, scuff up the outside, a little bit of flour, egg wash, uh, 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 breadcrumbs, uh, and then just fry them off in a pan. And you got these beautiful fried stuff. Poblano peppers with shrimp and that sounds rice. delicious. Poblanos yeah. and shrimp always. always Poblanos always. and shrimp, bomb, uh, yeah. Um, there's always all sorts did. of different things you can do with those things too. You yeah, steam them. Poblanos are the shit. Yeah, so. that's uh, a. Those are all good recipes. Mine kind of sucked, but I just I don't remember how exactly <laughs> I did. I was like, I don't remember what exactly I did. What's your recipe, Harlow? It all makes poop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 90 of Grill How Long Steak, mister. I would ooh, like ooh. to thank Studio 212 for allowing us to record here. I would like to thank the Soundcasting Network and Keith for uh, hosting our show and uh, supporting us through our trials and tribulations of life. I would also like to thank Keith and Robbie for allowing me to have my son in studio. <laughs> nah, it's a pleasure. It's good. We always told you, Johnny be like, I can't come before I got the baby. I'm like, man, bring that baby on up in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you want to hit us up on our social medias, uh, it's going to be girlhowlongsteakmister at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's if you want to email us. Oh, but, sorry. Uh, Facebook is going to oh, be... Oh, that's what you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook's going to be... Girl, how long sick, mister? Uh, our Instagram's going to be... At how long... At girl, how long sick, mister? And what's that uh, Twitter going to be? At how long steak, mister? Uh, you can catch Johnny uh, on Instagram at... Johnny Tsunami. You can catch me on Instagram at... Uh, Bobby Stills? Yeah. Queef Boogie, where you at? Did you change your name to uh, Risotto Kid? No, 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 no. Where am I at? Yeah, you- I'm going to cut, B. I'm going to cut, B. Um, I actually wanted to give a quick shout-out um, to a new company that is starting up out of Spokane, Washington. Spokane. Uh, called Spiceology. It's a chef-owned uh, business where they are cutting out the middleman and getting fresh and awesome spices, uh, grinding them up in their shop and shipping them out to people. Um, I'm in contact with them and trying to get them on the show. But um, you should check out their website. It's Spiceology, spelled Spice S P I C E O L O G Y dot com. Um, they have things from you know Hawaiian blacks, ash salt, uh, Aleppo pepper, uh, you know all those really cool. They have like ground hibiscus and things like that. Just like really really cool spices. Little pricey, um, but you're getting a one. You're probably getting a one pound container of them. And the coolest part about it is is that their labels are all. They all look like the periodic table of elements. So when you have all their spices lined up, it looks like you just have like a science lab set up. Yeah, it's sick. So check them out. I also wanted to, since you brought that up, it reminded me, I want to talk about this company, but we've been gone for so long. Uh, the name of their company is Imperfect Produce. You guys heard of it? Uh-uh. So uh, you sign up. Um, it's a weekly uh, service. It helps fight food waste. And what they do is they send you... Um, fresh fruits and or vegetables that are imperfect that don't that they don't that uh oh, local, instead of throwing it away yeah that local uh farmers and stuff can't sell to restaurants or 
um, selling grocery stores because they don't look so good. So, or maybe they they got maybe just like a little bur they turned a little brown or got a bruise on them or two. Um, so they send it to you, and it's super delicious stuff. They deliver it right to your front door. Um, check them out. It's called imperfectproduce.com, and uh, it's something that's really cool that uh, I've been looking into. But I got some friends that deal with it, and uh, they seem to enjoy it. So. Keith, anything else you want to close this out? Nah, I'm good, man. All right, sorry Angry Robbie came out today, but I'm really, really stressed out. But we ended and on a good note. Yeah, of course. I mean, we keep it trill, uh, and uh, we try to stay positive, but sometimes, you know, you got to let that negativity out, and I um, am thankful to have uh, a room to create, and uh, you guys get my negative energy instead of being uh, taken home or uh, lashed out against a bottle or something like that. So yeah, I know I know who would get the bread of that anger in I'm here for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you to all my listeners. Uh, any Our qu- listeners. Fucking bastard. This is motherfucking my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Grill, how long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>